Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. So everything we say here on this podcast is hypothetical. This is episode 95, I think Maybe. is what I wrote down. Probably. Yeah, 95, 95. Yeah, right. I can I can I can see my little my note, notepad. This is episode <laughs> 95. And I don't have anything following that because, well, I'm not professional. We're not professional. Welcome yeah. to the shit show. That's why we're in Hawaiian garb. That's right. <laughs> well, you got you got both got Hawaiian garb and you got your your boogaloo patch. Yes. Then... Yes, I have the boogaloo the boogaloo shark patch that we are giving away on um, Inked Anarchist Hoot Nanny Roundup, uh, one of and. Uh, fun fact about that, it turns out uh, that Poppins patches in all of the patch stores on Etsy had any patch that had a had a boogaloo tag on it taken down off of the store. Really? Yep. They took down all of the uh, patches that are uh, boogaloo oriented. Absolutely all of them. So you can't even buy this patch right now. So if you want it, you got to enter that, and you can go to the page for entry details for that. I need to tell him to get on uh, Agra's hosting. Yeah, I told him. I told him he's got to make his own page, and and we'll promote it and stuff. But he he's working on it. Um, but do we have? Did we actually have anybody that no, actually entered nobody the shared, giveaway? Nobody again? shared. Nobody Nobody shared the post from last week. Zero. Again. A second time. I'm trying to give we got, something we got away. T- Let's see. What was on on the MP3 player? On the MP3, we got. Let's see, let's check Anchor right now. We got last week. We got seventy plays on that episode last week. Nobody shared the Facebook post. So nobody followed the instructions for a second time. For the second time, I want to give someone something for free, and they don't want it. it it's a cool, badass looking. Plague Doctor Coronavirus Patch. It is a cool patch, man. Work hard, plague hard. We got we got toilet paper and Corona in his hands. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> and nobody wants it. And apparently nobody wants it. I got one for myself. I don't need another one. You guys, I, I want to give it to you. And you don't apparently <laughs> want it. They actually, uh, fun fact, they also took down his Muy Caliente one. His flamethrower one that we gave one away of oh. on uh, Inked Anarchist, uh, yeah, he they uh, they took that one down too. Those freaking bastards! I'd like and of and of all things, like the prop. We're gonna get into that later, but the the, the propaganda surrounding the Boogaloo thing is just astronomically retarded. It's absurd. Oh, and it we're really... we're absolutely going to get demonetized for me using the word retarded. Oh yeah, 
you too. Oh, so. yeah. I don't fucking care. I mean, yeah. suck my dick. Yeah, because you should be <laughs> retarded also. Yeah, it's no, it's I, I don't care, man. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> so, Andrew, is uh, I guess that puts a hold on our little collaborative effort, then, huh? Um, yeah, for now. Um, the the we co designed a patch with him, and uh, it's a when it comes out, it's going to be amazing. It is a uh, Mandalorian helmet in Hawaiian pattern. Nice. With a Boogalorian, this is the way <laughs> on it, uh, and it's gonna be fantastic. But uh, it's gonna have to be on hold because he can't sell it right now. I don't want one so, of those. Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna want one of those <laughs> really badly. He'll have to convert all of his production over to that patch. Uh, well, as it is, he pretty much had to for the the shark one because once we once we debuted it on this show and then on the the site and stuff, it he just kept selling out. He couldn't make them good. fast enough. So that's good. I talked to uh, speaking of, of of Boogaloo and selling things. Um, talked to Shane Rabbit Rabbit uh, Shane Radliff, Liberty Under Attack Publications, and he said that people are buying. Sedition, Subversion, and Sabotage, Hand Over Fist. Nice. Like I really got to get myself a the copy. Sales, the sales are, like, just up. Like, he sold 12 of them in one day, which <laughs> was... I've been nice. pushing it. I've yeah. been pushing it. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't, I haven't seen my notification that mine shipped yet. So This one right there. It's on Amazon. Look it up, but... Yeah, um, I don't know. Let's just get into it then. Yeah, that means I gotta pick up my phone and find the fucking find the ah, yeah. See, I'm truly having a a temporary vacation here. I got the I got the Hawaiian shirt, I got some red stripe going on here for beer. We got the cigar. (laughs) I'm just on vacation, man. The red stripe man. I decided to go with the Hillsboro Badger sweat tonight. I got a shaker bottle of water. <laughs> no. Oh, no, since we're talking Boogaloo, let's just, or mention Boogaloo, let's just get into that with uh, with our buddy Marco Rubio. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this article is out of the Second Amendment. Second Amendment. Second Amendment Daily News. It says uh, Marco Rubio says Boogaloo groups are destroying cities alongside Antifa. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, see, uh, blah 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 blah. Okay, uh, and then Rubio says, uh, um, Rubio tries to play the tries to play to the crowd. It says, uh, with the hard or while the hard left is squealing at being called out, Florida Senator Marco Rubio saw an opportunity to hopefully pander to the middle ground. After all, without a spine, the middle ground has got to. <laughs> After all, without a spine, the middle ground is all he has to work with. <laughs> Rubio took to Rubio took to Twitter to paint violence uh, as equally that of Antifa and Boogaloo groups. Marco uh, says Marxo Marxo Rubio pretends that the right is behind the violence in these cities, while we have no doubt that there are outside agitators. It's laughable to think it's the right. It says since many of the folks commenting on the story have never heard of Boogaloo groups. Uh, he felt the need to explain what they were. He says, quote, they may not be ide- or idolized. <laughs> He's such a fucking moron. Okay. 
quote, they may not be ideologically compatible, but share a hatred of government and police and are taking advantage of the protest. Rubio Red or Rubio Rubio said, uh, Red Flag Rubio, who is acting chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, is saying that without any evidence to back up his statements. Taking advantage. <sighs> wait, so anti-government. Yeah, that's anti-government that's what he said. elements that's what, are taking that's what he said. advantage he said, of the anti-government protests. Yeah, they may not be <laughs> ideologically compatible, but share a hatred of government and police, and are taking advantage of the protests. I so. <sighs> I, yeah, all of us are just at a loss of words here. It's just like, <laughs> what? And you know, and and he's even wrong with it not being ideologically compatible. Ironically, because there are plenty of boog boys. I mean, Ryan Teeter, right? Got he, uh-huh. got, our boy Ryan got interviewed by CNN about the boog, which was fantastic. <laughs> like his interview was great. Um. Because I mean, you want to talk about destroying all of all of the the leftist media's preconceived notions of the boogaloo thing. The guy is is uh, you know a, a left. He describes himself as a left anarchist. He's he's definitely left leaning, but he's a member of the LGBT community. He's a hardcore uh, firearms enthusiast and boog boy. <laughs> he just destroys them. <laughs> They're like, well, but. But he's like, no, it's well, where are you people getting this crap? <laughs> you couldn't have asked for a better person for them to have interviewed for that. Oh, yeah, you really. And well, and it started because he got photographed at that protest um, and some talking had, you know, blue check mark on Twitter. Tried to pretend that like he was a, you know, he was like a hyper right alt right, uh, like white supremacist, and like everyone who knew him immediately like replied to the tweet and is like, um, y- you know he's he's like a left leaning bisexual guy, right? Like, <laughs> like you are aware of that. Um. <laughs> That's what uh, there was a, a conversation about this same sort of thing on Twitter. And uh, people were calling Eric July a Nazi. They are like, aware that he's that he, that he that he's black, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, then, and then and then that got pointed out, and then it was, and then it became not Nazi th- sympathizer. <laughs> he's a, he's a black dude. I don't. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh. For the love of God, I mean, like they. The problem is that especially with these protests and things and the fact that boog boys have gone out there and they've started protecting businesses and protesters alike. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make sure that everything goes the direction, you know, all the, the anger and, and frustration and thing is all is all aimed the way it should be. Um, they they're they're grasping at straws every which way to try and justify why they're bad, why they they, they must be bad. Because how dare you carry firearms? Well, this whole thing is about how the police don't protect people and they can't be trusted and they're dangerous. And obviously now suddenly firearms are an important thing and people are starting to buy them in droves who never bought them before. And hilariously, um, like two million first time buyers in in the last two months. It's huge, huge guns are flying off the shelves. Most of my friends that run shops, they're like... Oh, can't, I can't keep, can't keep them in stock. No. I was actually at uh, our favorite shop there, Andrew Village Gunsmith, mm-hmm. and they uh, 
they post every new item that they sell on Facebook. Um, or even all the used inventory that comes in. I walked in 10 minutes after they posted a new item and it was already gone. Yeah. My, my local shop here has nothing but, um, uh, the skies, the SCCY, yep. which are terrible, terrible. Absolute garbage. And then they have like the $1,800 Dan Wessons. <laughs> and then, and then everything in between that is gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I've seen guys talk about the fact that all they really have left is like 38 and 380. Mm-hmm. Like they have 38, like mm-hmm. snub nose revolvers because only FUDs and FUD sympathizers <laughs> buy those because they're outdated, useless piles of trash. And no, I don't care what your opinion is. You're wrong. If <laughs> my, you disagree my, with that, my, my, they don't jam. Yeah. They don't jam. <laughs> First of all, I have seen revolvers jam. Yes. Yes, they <laughs> yes, can. They do. Um, and when they go, they go far worse than a semi-auto. A semi-auto, I can pull it apart real quick and fix even the worst to remediate jams. A revolver decides it's going to break a part that rotates or indexes that cylinder, and that's it, man. It's garbage. <laughs> Chuck my, it. My, the, uh, the, uh, my they don't jam people are also the same ones that pocket carry. Right. Yep. And talk lit. about... Gets a lint all up in the action. <laughs> yeah. They, and causes they it to carry. jam. Yeah, they pocket carry and they, they pocket carry with the ha- a single action with the hammer forward and <laughs> or they'll pocket carry a gun like a semi-auto without a round in the pipe because they're idiots. Like uh, wasn't, it, wasn't it just like a month or so ago there was an article of a guy, he and his son both died during a shootout. Because yep. dad carried with an empty chamber. Carried on an empty chamber and he got shot before he had a chance to rack it. Yep. <sighs> yep, exactly. Like, like I say, empty chamber carriers are the flat earthers of the gun community. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like these these gun shops are talking about how all they have left is the 38s and the 380s because everybody pretty much is smart enough not to go anywhere near them. And uh, like, oh, do I want wimpy and outdated or wimpy, outdated and poorly built? Like, let's choose here. <laughs> it's, so everyone goes nowhere near them. So they just have those. So when people come in, they're like, we got trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I let, let me I, introduce I you say... to an 80 percent Glock lower. Right. <laughs> but you can't even hardly find parts for those. Yeah, they're that all got like, snapped up too. Yeah, I mean, uh, my sister, my sister-in-law recently acquired a was at the Shield Easy in three eighty. Oh, jeez! Right, I was like, you know, they make those in nine millimeter. Yeah. She goes, yeah, but this just made more sense. It's like, why? It's the same nine millimeter would be the same caliber as your husband's Sig that he has. So why well, would you want to change that? <laughs> well, not only not only that, but I mean, if you look at the ballistics, 380 is just one. I mean, it, it's one step <laughs> what, above 32 what, ACP. What was, what was it? Uh, what was that? That there was a some school. Some school did a a, a shooting experiment. I, God damn! I hate to say it, but it might have been Jaeger. James Jaeger did it, where they had like a 380, and they had. A ballistic dummy and like a really thick, heavy Carhartt winter jacket, mm-hmm. and, it didn't and, go and the through. and the, the the 380 hollow points didn't penetrate the jacket. Yep, yep, I believe it. I believe it. 
they're garbage. It's it absolute might, garbage. Yeah. It might not have been Jaeger. It might have been somewhere somewhere up north, but yeah. It was yeah, the or the the fire hose, like you can get the the fire hose work coats and from stuff Duluth. made out of that. Yeah, that heavy duty nylon. Yep. And it won't go through that. It'll nope. stop on it. Shit, are you kidding me? A forty five may or may not go through that if it's thick enough. So it's just nope. like I, I'm I'm gonna go with nine millimeter because I have <laughs> the same terminal ballistics as forty five and forty virtually, but I also get hydraulic shock. And I have bigger ammo capacity, and I get less recoil than a forty-five. <laughs> just, so where's the downside? Yeah, where I'm looking for a reason to pick. <laughs> yeah, unless so, you're going to suppress forty-five is useless too. And I know there's lots of fuds right now going. I'm going to type up angry comments, <laughs> but I don't care. That's, you're wrong. That's fine. Just share the posts. <laughs> yeah, just share the posts. Right. So I can give you a patch. I don't care if I think that you're dumb. I'll still give you the patch. <laughs> Please, please comment. Troll, lol, 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 all day long if you want. It helps our reach. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Um, circ- circling back around to the uh, to the Marxo Rubio, the article actually called him Marx. Oh, I saw like, that. Marxo, That's great. Yeah. Marxo Rubio. <laughs> um, he's not the first one to say it. You know, calling calling out the. The, the the right the boogaloo boys and and how they're they're far right and racist and all this other BS, which we've discussed before. There's a couple of USA Today articles and some other local papers that were talking about it. Uh, we got we got a po- we got a couple positive ones that we're going to talk about later. Um, I forgot where my point was going, but oh, okay, there it is. Um, the propag- propagandization of the right, while they are literally, literally, the media, everyone right now is submitting to the left, to to the cancel culture, while yep. demonizing the right, the boogaloo boys, the armed people protecting their neighborhoods and all this good stuff. Where do you think that's going? Oh, and it's it's completely it's obviously aimed to disarm as an excuse to disarm everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can if you can say, oh, well, clearly the only people who are taking up arms. <laughs> See, but at this how, point, how how can they disarm people when they're disbanding the police? Right. Isn't that an interesting <laughs> right? question? Like M- Minneapolis, right? They like nine of the 13 people. Why do they have fucking city council with 13 members? But nine of the 13 members of the city council have said that they're going to defund or 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 um, disband disband completely disband the, the they've already de- yeah they yeah, they've so, already so defunded this... it they're going to disband the entire police department and are quote going to choose a novel approach to safe communities <laughs> which i guarantee you that has involve... nothing to do with armed citizens yeah well <laughs> <laughs> it is because that's it's Minneapolis. They don't want armed citizens patrolling their streets, even all though they the, have that right all, now. Well, we, um, we were talking about it before you got on, but like all thirteen members of the city council, there's like one member of the Green Party, and the other twelve are like Democratic Farmer Labor Party. Yeah, they're the other twelve so, are Democrats. socialists. Yeah, yeah. like blatant <laughs> socialists. Right, Thir- thirteen socialists. One's one's part of the Green Party. Which, which is probably also which is, well, yeah. I mean, green on the outside, <laughs> red on the inside. 
But yeah, <laughs> watermelons. So <laughs> defund the police. I dare you have like four hundred and twenty nine thousand people. Defund and disband the police department, please. I absolutely. Oh yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting, and you know, and the thing is, is it's not like I oppose the idea of getting rid of police, but the problem is that what they want to do is disarm everybody, leave them all defenseless, and also get rid of the police because they're like, oh, but the police are dangerous. And it's this weird cognitive dissonance where, like, simultaneously, they understand that the police are dangerous, can't be trusted, <laughs> and then also go, but you have the those dangerous psychopaths to protect you. You don't need a gun. Right. <laughs> and there's, there's, the, there's the, the, the same people saying the police are bad, guns are bad, you shouldn't have guns. And then the flip side, there's, like, BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, like they're talking about having peace officers among the Black Lives Matter, right? Very exactly reminiscent of um, um, the Black Rights Movement here in California in the 1960s, which led to Ronald Reagan instituting gun control here in California because he was scared of black communities policing their own community. Well, yeah, the the Black Panthers, yeah. I mean, did a lot of bad things, but they also that was one of the things that they did. Absolutely. They they did a lot of community policing and taking care of the community and and trying to protect the minority communities from government from, overreach from and overstep police, and oppression. Literally, literally protecting themselves from the police. Well, yeah, uh, Tupac Shakur's mom, uh, Afini. Uh -huh. was heavily involved in doing exactly that um, yep. when he was a little kid. That's exactly what Afini did. I mean, when Tupac first got shot, um, that it was those guys who protected him in the hospital because the cops wouldn't post any guards. Yeah, and right. and that happened here in California. There's like a there's a really really famous photo of the Black Panthers standing on the steps of the Capitol building, rifles, pistols hanging on them fist in the air it's a beautiful photograph but that's what led to general please governor ronald reagan instituting gun control in california yeah anyone who thinks that gun control isn't racist and specifically designed to disarm the black populace historically is very very ill-informed that is exactly why gun control exists the beginnings of gun control were in the the post Civil War, you know, the Reconstruction United States, especially in the South, aimed at keeping newly freed slaves from being able to arm themselves. Yeah. So it's always been racist. It's always been about being racist, being pro gun control, and you think about it right now. Look at where they're planning on disbanding police departments. If you also disarm those communities, who's the most at risk here? Yeah, it's my minority, minority controlled demo or minority and Democrat controlled areas. They're going to be completely vulnerable to any criminal element that wants to do anything to them. They won't have the ability to do jack shit in response. No, the criminal, the criminals are the one arms. turning it. The criminals aren't the one going to turn their guns in. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. And not <laughs> only that, but I mean, 
you've got so many criminals, you know, in the, the state, you know, the city governments and whatnot themselves. But you look at um, those minority communities, they're going to be overrun. I mean, they've already got the gangs. They're not going to turn in their stuff because criminals don't care about the laws in the first place, like you said. And you're going to have gangs running the cities from the ground and the city government's going to go, what do we do? State, we need the National Guard to help clean this up. Well, no. I mean, yeah. that's what they're doing now with the protesters and everything, too. But that's yeah, you neither really, here nor there. If you really wanted to try a novel and guaranteed successful approach to community policing, you would just arm everybody and you would allow communities to designate or hire certain people to act within the community as security who would then be financially incentivized to actually take care of people to actually worry about protecting people. Cause don't forget the police are under absolutely no obligation to protect you period. And that has been reaffirmed by the Supreme court three times at least. Yes. We're, we yep. actually, there's, we have an article um, linked in the description about that very thing in reference to what is happening in uh, Minneapolis. And it's uh, it's an article from Mises, which I'm we're familiar with. I mean, I'm a big fan, but it says uh, Minneapolis riots are a reminder that police don't protect you or your property. Yep. This has been reaffirmed again and again and again and again. And most recently... Most recently, this was affirmed in, re- in, in regards to the Coward County Sheriff's deputy in Florida that hid behind his co- vehicle while kids were getting shot up at Parkland um, or, or something Stoneman Sto- High School. Mar- the, Marjorie the, Stoneman Douglas High School or whatever it was. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Par- and, Park- Parkland High School shooting. You know, what's funny about that one and it being affirmed there is that guy was actually an SRO. Yeah. He was a school resource officer and it was his job to, according to the, his job description as laid out contract that the school board had, he was in fact supposed to protect. Exactly. And the funny, what's interesting about that is Warren VDC said that unless a pre-existing arrangement between the police and the people exist, that the police are under no obligation to protect you. But then this court hearing found that even if that pre-arranged thing exists, it still doesn't actually exist. Yep. Can, can, you, imagine, can you imagine any other industry where you can't fire someone for not doing their job? Well, I mean, those exist. There's the auto industry and. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) But unions, same reason unions. Yeah. Points to that guy in the Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) Yeah. We don't need to get into that article now, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been affirmed. What? Like, 12 or 13 times something like that yeah right? over and over and over again by various courts at least three times by the supreme court of the united states that i know of 
mm-hmm. um, with the most recent one being versus Broward County. And that was the parents of students who were killed and injured in the shooting having sued. Oh, yeah, they were they were suing the cop for failure to protect their children. Right. He appealed and then or and then it went up the chain and the Supreme Court ruled that. uh, Yeah, no duty to protect. Yep, Regardless no of the contract. Yeah, an actual physical contract that specifically says it is your duty to protect. Still, mm-hmm. because he's a cop, he is not actually bound by that contract. Yep. I actually had that conversation with someone on Instagram yesterday, and like they had they had never heard of this before, and it absolutely blew their mind. That police have no obligation to protect. Oh yeah, oh, I, You'll get like, that. I had like, these conversations at like, least three times a day with people. Yeah, like they they were genuinely shocked and appalled. Oh yeah, yeah. you'll get that a lot, and you'll get that oh, yeah. a lot when you bring it up to the thin blue line people, where you're mm-hmm. like, well, you do know that they're under actually uh, the, no obligation to protect you whatsoever. They can literally, and they have, um, in the case of that one serial uh, murderer, uh, in. Uh, New York City on the subway where they were stabbing that guy and those like three uh, New York Metro PD guys just stood there and watched him stab that dude yep. until the dude subdued his would-be murderer himself yep. and then they arrested the guy. Right. They just stood there and watched until the guy actually got him subdued himself without their help. And he couldn't sue because... They're under no obligation to protect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um the Warren versus DC, that is uh 1981. It's uh three women were being held hostage by two men. Tw- they twice man the, the women twice managed to phone police and, and ask for help. The police never came. The three women were beaten, robbed, and raped uh for fourteen hours. The Supreme Court ruled that the police had no obligation to protect them. Yep, didn't actually have any obligation to respond yeah. to a call of, I'm being held hostage and yeah. raped. Uh, Come quote, save me. Yeah, quote, um, this is uh, from the, the court, quote, fundamental principle of American law is that a government and its agents are under no general duty to provide public services such as police protection to any individual citizen. I'll, I'll read that one more time. Fundamental principle of American law is, or fundamental principle of American law is that a government and its agents are under no general duty to provide public services such as police protection to any individual citizen. That includes, and because it's it's any, that includes fire. That includes. A, anything, any emergency response, any of it, they have no actual obligation to give you any protection from anything at all, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear so often about people who get restraining orders and whatnot, and the, amongst gun people, you always hear, you know, teach your daughters how to shoot because a restraining order is just a piece of paper. Yeah, that's the... To, um, that's Town of Castle Rock Castle Rock, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Where they ruled seven to two that a town town and its department couldn't be sued for failing to enforce a restraining order, 
which is supposed to keep somebody away from you, which led to the murder of a woman's three children by her estranged husband. Yeah, an actual court order. So this is an order by the state for the state to punish somebody for violating it. And they and failed to do that. And the court's response was, meh, oh, well. Right. And then you still have people that'll be like, well, but without without the police, who's going to protect you? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, so Gonzalez, police, who's going to protect me? Gonzalez versus Castle Rock is, uh, this was decided 2005. Yep. And so Gonzalez requested restraining order against her strange husband. State trial court got issued the order, which prohibited the husband from seeing uh, Gonzalez or the three daughters, except during prearranged visits. A month later, Gonzalez's husband abducted the three children. Gonzalez reportedly urged the police to search for and arrest her husband. The police told her to wait until later that evening and see if her husband brought the children back. During the night, Gonzalez's husband murdered all three children and then opened fire inside a police station where police returned fire and killed him. Gonzalez brought a complaint in federal district court alleging that Castle Rock police had violated her rights under due process clause of the Constitution by willing or neglectingly refusing to enforce the restraining order. <sighs> yeah. Um, ruled that, um, yeah. Well, you see that. Se- seven to two decision court ruled that Gonzalez had no constitutionality protected property interest in the enforcement of the restraining order and therefore could not claim that the police had violated her right in due process. Well, you know what's ridiculous is I'll, I'll bring that up to some of these thin blue liners and they will go, well, I don't believe that. But I, I literally just showed you the, the Supreme Court uh-huh. decisions. Like, you can read yeah. them for yourself. Like, here, I'll even give you the links. And they're like, well, I, I just, I don't believe that that's what that says. Okay, well, read it and tell me. Well, no, I'm not going to read it. I just don't believe it. <laughs> you know, on that same line, I actually had a conversation one time with a cop. So I, I went through the Sparta Police Department's Citizens Academy a couple of years back. And the whole reason I did it was just to learn more about them, you know, because Minecraft is a real thing, if you know what I mean. Um, and uh, I was talking to one of them and I was like, so what's your take on uh, your the fact that you don't have any duty to protect the public? He goes, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I pulled at uh, next class. I brought a printout of the uh, Warren V District of Columbia. He goes, huh. I've been doing my job wrong all this time. Yeah, that's his reaction. Instead of, that's crap, I'm not going to listen to that. Oh, gee, you mean this could be so much easier? Right. Well, and it's funny. What's funny about that is then all these people, because remember the, the Minneapolis police, when they were, were going to, when now there's there's talk of forcing police to uh, carry liability insurance for you know, cases where they get sued for excessive use of force and everything else, where instead of the taxpayers paying, they have to. And there's all these cops now on Twitter and things who are saying, well, then we're just not going to respond to effectively to sum them up victimless crimes anymore or minor crimes that the community can handle themselves. (laughs) And he's like, well, we're not going to do that. And all these people were appalled and I just pointed out immediately, well, you know, they, they've never been any under any obligation to do that anyway. Right. They're not under any obligation to no. show up and save you or protect your property or you. That, that, none whatsoever. 
So now they'll just be, you know, essentially paid bureaucrats and they'll just sit there and do absolutely nothing, yeah, which like is, the, to be honest, what I most mean, of them do anyway. Oh, yeah. they, they, don't <laughs> have, they don't even have protect and serve on the side of the cars anymore. Nope. Right? They're, 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 not, they're not referred to as public servants anymore. No. They're, they're referred, referred to, to as, law as and law enforcement. Yep. Like, they have no duty to protect you, right? But, but nearly 700,000 people last year were arrested for cannabis possession. Meanwhile, like, hundreds like, of thousands of rape kits sit untested. There are, there, right. there was this, I think it was out of Minnesota last year. Yeah, it was Minneapolis. Or it was the same police that department was, that all that this were, is going on with. That there were so many untested rape kits in the evidence locker that they were collecting mold on the outside of the packaging. Yep, that sounds about right. <sighs> this is not isolated in Minneapolis. No, no Dallas. Um, yeah, Dallas, Texas had something like ten thousand. Seattle, Seattle had had several thousand. Yeah, it's everywhere. Everywhere is like that. Oh. Chicago has a bunch. New York has a bunch. And then the New York PD. Oh, we're all so overworked that you know we might just stop enforcing the law at all. And everyone's like, like you do now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're all threatening but, to walk off the job. And I'm like, no, please don't. No, <laughs> stop. Well, don't like throw me into the prior patch. That's <laughs> like what happened in Buffalo where those, was it 57 or whatever it was? Cops resigned from the uh, ERT. Because yeah. the two cops that physically abused an elderly man. Because they yeah. got in trouble, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they got in trouble for physically assaulting an elderly man because he wasn't able to move fast enough for their liking. So and anyone who's unfamiliar with it, I don't know how many people are <laughs> unfamiliar anymore, but anyone who's unfamiliar, this guy is literally just walking down the street. He's not part of the protest. He's not there for the protest. I mean, he just is walking down the street. 75-year-old year old man. And Blue one of King. the cops drops. Yeah, and one of the cops drops his helmet. And so to be helpful and polite, he picks up the helmet and walks towards some officers because a bunch of them are walking past him to hand the helmet to them. Like, hey, your buddy dropped this. And their response is to shove him and not a gentle shove. This is a full on serious yeah. shove to a man, 75 year old man with a cane. He falls back so hard and hits his skull on the concrete so hard. Blood literally pours from his ear. Yep. No. Mm -hmm. oh. As he lays unconscious. And those and, two, yeah, and the, the two cops that pushed him, they got in trouble. And in solidarity, the, re the rest of the emergency response team, the ERT, quit. They, <laughs> they, okay, they didn't turn in their badge. They no, quit they quit being they, ERT. They quit that Yeah, they quit being ERT. They effectively self-disbanded the ERT in response and said, well, we're not going to do anything special then. Yeah. Because, so. well, how dare you punish somebody who assaulted an elderly man who was trying to be helpful on video? How dare you punish them? So we're just going to go ahead and throw a tantrum and be a bunch of whiny little pansies. Yeah. But there's but there's that, there's your speak. there's your blue line. Yeah, I was gonna say that there's your your thin blue line, where they're all hiding behind each other because 
they shouldn't get in trouble because they're just doing their jobs. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, the, the reality is that they talk about the thin blue line and they say, well, the, it's the thin blue line between chaos and order. And technically they're right, but they have which side is which mm-hmm. wrong. Right. <laughs> You're on the side of chaos because of that thin blue line. They're the thin blue line keeping us from getting to order. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, you know, I, I, I spend, I spend quite a bit of time on Twitter, probably more than I do on Facebook these days, but um, blue check marks. The people that have blue check marks have been my favorite to to follow and fuck with <laughs> to troll. <laughs> so tell me tell me Lorraine. You know who that is, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She says, here's an idea. You want to fund the police? Cool. You can opt out, but you don't get to call them for anything. You're on your own. Have fun. Good luck. I back the blue. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. If we if that was an I, option. See, the as very, long as I get part, as long as I get my taxes back that would normally go to the police department, yeah, I'm on board. Man. Hell yeah! The very oh, first, man. the very first response I see is Chuckles and Warren versus DC. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, so you mean I'm I'm on my own like I am now? Except now <laughs> I don't have to pay for a service I don't want. Yep. Like. You know, but that's the thing, and that's there. There's that. There was that fantastic article that came out, and I forget who wrote it. Um, and I'm sure somebody knows them um, <laughs> that listens. But that that article about from it was from a few years ago. But it was why there are I say there are no good cops. And the gist of the article that it explains is they agree to enforce um, tyrannical laws. I they have this. Agree to enforce um, violence against otherwise peaceful people, and they refuse to allow any alternative to exist and will violently attack that alternative should someone attempt it. Are you talking about Robert Higgs? Is it Higgs? I feel like it wasn't Higgs. No, it was... He's it got, was he's a, got a, a really good quote about it. Yeah, he's got a really good quote um, about it. This is like a the, full-on article. I got to have... The I got one that. I have from Higgs is uh, the good cop, bad cop question can be disposed of decisively. We need only consider the following. One, every cop is agreed as part of his job to enforce laws, all of them. Two, many laws are manifestly unjust or even cruel and wicked. Three, therefore, every cop has agreed as an, to act as an enforcer of laws that are manifestly unjust and even cruel and wicked. There are no good cops. No, no. Right. I, yeah, that's I, that quote. The, the dot org, right? Yeah, I think I think I think it was on feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah Matt, uh, Matt Matt Gillian. Yes, yeah. yeah, that article. There are no good cops. It's a really good article, and it's definitely one to have saved in your favorites because every time you say there are no good cops and somebody wants to come back at you, just that article, boom, just <laughs> leave it there. Like, I mean, yeah. I disagree with him a little bit because he's a libertarian, not an anarchist. But yeah, Ben Ben Stone, um, he has, he has a, a good, really good, a good he has concept. A, Ben Stone has a really good uh, uh, podcast on that, um, or he calls it the um, the Mayberry fallacy, yep. right? Or the, the Andy Griffith versus Barney Fife. Yeah, yeah. Andy Griffith is long dead. Well, not only that, but like Andy Griffith, even as good as his intentions were, as 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 much as he wanted to help, and as much good as he believed that he did, he still enforced immoral and unconstitutional laws. Oh yeah, and yeah, you see that you, 
the well, I laughed a, a couple of years ago. And I think I actually laughed on this podcast about it a couple of years ago, where I said that I brought up that episode of Andy Griffith where Opie's like reading um, Robin Hood and watching 1950s uh, Andy Griffith and uh, Don Knotts try and and explain why the sheriff isn't actually the bad guy in this story and like try and come up with an excuse for why the sheriff isn't the bad guy and why the government isn't the bad guy in that story. And it's hilarious because it's, it is word salad. Like none of it is actually a meaningful thing that they say at all. And it's, it's clearly just this apology. Well, uh, but, um, um, see, but, uh, uh, I, uh, along those lines, God, we are so off track, but fuck track, we're anarchists. But um, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Most professional podcast. All internet. these, all these videos of cops kneeling. There was a tweet that I saw and a couple of posts that I saw about it, and it was these cops kneeling and raising their hand in solidarity with protesters is like an abusive boyfriend buying you flowers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's dead on. That is dead on what it is. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry for everything that I've done and continue to do and will can, continue I to do. Change, and, I can yeah. change. I swear. Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. And laps, you know, I and actually, laps and laps and forty percent domestic. I was abuse. just yeah. gonna say that because <laughs> I have a friend <laughs> I have a friend from high school that she was married to a cop in one of those local towns and he wasn't physically abusive that I'm aware of, but my god was he a complete mind fuck on her. Right. Abusive is abusive. Abusive is abusive, absolutely. Yep. But I mean, it, he never, she'll even say he never actually hit her, but every other word out of his mouth was blaming her for something that was his fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Because that's, that's the personality that becomes a cop. Yeah. All right. Right. Um, here's one from the uh, Minnesota Public Radio News. Tired of watching their city burn, Minneapolis neighborhoods defend themselves. Gosh, yes. what? it's almost like they could have been doing that the whole time. Yeah. After days of watching their city burn, frightened and angry Minneapolis residents mobilized Saturday night to protect their neighborhoods, setting up shifts to watch over blocks and barricading their streets to keep out troublemakers. Others patrolled neighborhood businesses armed and ready to fight off arsonists or looters. <sighs> you know, like, the I, I love the picture at the top of that article. It's a. It, the store is called Casablanca Foods. Casablanca Foods, yeah. And there's three guys sitting outside uh, with a blue Ford truck and a. It looks like a Ryobi spotlight that you'd use the batteries on. And the sign that propped up next to the truck says, Looters and arsonists will be shot. Just, yeah, absolutely. Just you, right FYI, you, we're going to kill you if you try. You loot, we shoot. <laughs> so, That's yeah. Right. Everyone likes to looty looty until the rooftops get shooty shooty, or stuff, <laughs> <at least laughs> until they start speaking Korean. Yeah, and there's a uh, there's a couple of there's a, a picture of a couple of tweets here for some blue checks, um, and the first one is Nancy Yang, and it says, and she says, uh, these are the t types of discussions happening in Minneapolis right now, and the uh, the picture is my neighbors helped hold the line at, and it's redacted, uh, most of the night they did not 
uh, get the daycare center next to us. If we can get more people to do like we did, we can stop them from burning our neighborhood. If you have a dog or a gun or some kind of weapon and gather in groups at your alley and streets, you can stop them from moving through. Show that you will not be intimidated and will defend yourselves. Gee, it's almost like communities that can band together armed and determined can in fact police and defend themselves without government assistance. Yeah. It's almost like there might've been something about that. What was that? Something, there was some kind of a a document or (laughs) something that, that may have been intentionally written for that purpose. It says something Uh, about a, a militia, I think. And something about shall not be infringed. And, yeah, and I don't. The term, I'm, the word regulated's in there somewhere, but it's not like today's definition of regulated. Yeah, it, it means well maintained. Yeah, like a yeah, well maintained militia. So, I, I can't put my. I don't remember that one. Being necessary. What was that? Oh, that's right. A well regulated <laughs> militia being necessary to a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be fucking infringed. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so, what, so, what, what, so what I shall not be infringed. I'm very curious. right. What does that actually mean? <laughs> yeah. So what, so what you're saying is having guns and organizing and talking to your neighbors is a good way to, I don't know, prevent crime in your neighborhood. Yeah. It's almost like what? that. Yeah. Kind of. It might actually work. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> 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 I feel like I feel like there, there should be a Joe Biden soundtrack in the background. Just shoot him through the door, you know. And and like I posted the other day, at this point with Joe Biden, at Jordan this Winkler's point, song "By a Shotgun" comes to mind. Yeah, all you but all you have to do, like all you have to do for effective firearm safety training is whatever Joe Biden says. Don't do that. Don't do, do the that. opposite. That's right. Like that's that's the whole course now. Because he said to buy a shotgun and just cock it and shoot it in the air. He has said to, um, he said, uh, we need to train people to just shoot attackers in the leg so that you don't kill them. I I would like to add that if you're in an enclosed space and you shoot someone in the leg with a shotgun, as Joe Biden suggests, they're going to die anyway because the thing's going to take the leg off. Well, he was talking about like cops with their guns and I mean, even a pistol, a nine millimeter pistol in the leg. Yeah, you might miss important things, but it's not likely. But I have to, we have for accuracy's sake, we have to read Biden's full quote. Okay. Okay. Um, we apologize. I'm, I'm, if, if I can get through this, if you, if you lose IQ on, points, we apologize. Okay. Tr- trigger warning. Trigger I to, warning. I have to take it. I have to take a deep breath. I have to. I have, I have to get through this in one take because I won't be able to do it again. Okay. <sighs> he said this in a meeting with community meter, leaders at Bethel at Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware. Quote. Instead of standing there and teaching a cop when there's an unarmed person coming at them with a knife or something, you shoot them in the leg instead of the heart is a very different thing. There's a lot of different things that could change. What? What? Unarmed? Armed with a knife? Instead of standing there and teaching a cop when there's an unarmed person coming at them with a knife or something, 
you shoot them in the leg instead of the heart is a very different thing. Unarmed with a knife. Apparently. I'm sorry. If you're coming at me with a knife, I don't care. I'm going to put <laughs> five sure, in your chest. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that counts as being on. I mean, I'm no lawyer. <laughs> But I'm fairly certain that if you were to attack, if you were to rob it someone, it may at make an appearance point, in that case. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, again, I'm no lawyer, but I, I feel like you know, if you were to rob someone with a knife, they would count that as armed robbery. Yeah, maybe <laughs> twenty twenty-one foot rule. Twenty-one <laughs> foot rule. I'm telling you, what's it? What's it? Uh, uh, an armed assailant? A no. Was it the average armed assailant can cl- close 21 feet in like a second and a half, which is like the average draw time? Yep, basically. Yeah. If you yeah. start drawing as they come at you, you are going to be shoving the barrel into their chest and pulling the trigger. Yeah. So it's, I mean, in that case, I, I, I know, having been in that situation, they never got to the point where they started charging me, but when they started to encircle, I, was, I started backing up as best I could to my only exit. But as I'm retreating, my weapon came out of its holster. And at that point, they all like, oh, never mind. We want nothing to do with this. And they went the other direction. But, I mean. Just the idea, the idea that you would try and, I mean, let's, let's ignore that he's talking about cops for a minute. Because I think we all agree the cops shouldn't exist anyway. So that's, that's an irrelevant point. But when you're talking about somebody attacking you. And you're saying you're so insane and so divorced from the reality of gunplay <laughs> that you well, think that shooting them in the leg, one, is going to stop a determined attacker. Spoiler alert, it won't. Two, this, this, this is the same line of thinking that told people at, what is it, at, at Colorado, Colorado State to urinate themselves because that, that will make the, raper, the rapist disgusted. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll be like, ew, gross, and it'll turn them off. Like, no, that isn't how it fucking works. <laughs> that isn't how this works. That isn't how any of this works. Like, no, you if you shoot somebody in the leg and they are determined to attack her, you have not stopped them. If, however, you shoot them in the leg and they're not really a determined attacker, but you were scared, you do stand a significant potential of severing an artery and they will bleed out inside of 10 minutes. Like, you're still going to kill them. You're just going to make it hurt more. Like, <laughs> just, just, like, just, just say, just say rapist, no raping. And then they'll go, oh, man. And then they'll stop. No, oh, man. And they walk off. Yeah. No, that only works if you also have a monkey. That's, that's true. And, you're, and, you your back, and your backpack holds fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a map that is very sure of who he is. <laughs> you got a song about your backpack. I'm, I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. It's you know yeah, that song yeah, is it's, like a, it's obviously we're all dads here. <laughs> yeah, that's right? exactly. But it's like that that song is like the executive was supposed to write that and then didn't, and then he came into the meeting and they're like, "So, did you come up with the?" Uh, with the song for the new character. And he was like, yeah, um, I'm the map. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, what character would be singing this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, how about a, a, a positive 
article. Oh, it's positive. It's positive-ish, right? Okay. I was going to say the people arming up in their own neighborhoods and talk, actually talking to their neighbors. That sounds pretty positive to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it d- depends depends on perspective, but I I agree it's completely positive. But this one is uh, it actually it actually has some boog boys, and it's a positive article, but it calls them libertarians, and mm. in the and in the video they have libertarians in quotation marks. So it's armed and then libertarians at protest. In, like in they the, don't they don't believe that that actually <sighs> exists and it's like that's how I'm reading that is they're like I don't actually know what that is because my entire knowledge of the political spectrum is hard left or hard right and I don't think there's anything else. I don't know. It's this is Wisconsin. I don't know. <laughs> this is out of Milwaukee. It's, uh, uh, well, that's mostly hard left. Yeah, D, yeah. D, uh, It's a W I S N twelve A B C. Yep. But the article says uh, armed libertarians joined the protest Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Video shows a group of several armed protesters carrying long guns at the Black Lives Matter march through the east side of Milwaukee. Matt Wild, who runs the website Milwaukee Record, has been documenting the protest. Quote, do you feel people around them were nervous? WSN or WISN 12 news reporter Hillary Mintz asked, quote, there were some folks who were nervous, some folks who were talking to them, asking why they were there, saying their presence with firearms was not welcome. There's a lot of conflicting information about them. WISN 12 tracked down the armed group that was out there. An organizer said they're part of the nationwide Boogaloo movement. Who are you, Mintz asked. Quote, we are a libertarian movement for the pro-liberties of American cities, no matter your race, creed, gender, sexuality, any of that. We All do not, American citizens. Yeah, we do not accept white nationalists. We do not accept white supremacists. We do not accept racism of any kind. Sounds Amen. good to me, right? Well, so far, no lies detected. I mean, yeah. Uh, at one point during the protest, the armed men met up with protest organizers and hugged. Quote, the video that I shared about meeting up with the protest leaders and showing them that we're not a threat to them, we're here to protect them. Wisconsin is an open carry state, therefore citizens can carry long guns. Milwaukee police said they were aware of the group and that carrying open carrying long guns was legal. No arrest yep. Anything yep. that you can own in Wisconsin, you can open carry. That's right. There are there are some rules as far as like for long guns. Like it has to be I think it's two steps away from being ready to fire if you carry a long gun. So like chambering around and taking the safety off is a step. But if I it's a pistol, it's locked cock and ready to rock. No, I don't I don't even know if that's the case, to be honest. I mean I'd have to double check, but I think long guns you can also carry just safety on, and that's still legal. Um, in Wisconsin, I know that, yeah, for sure with pistols, you can just, if you can legally own it, you can legally carry it. Um, and it's fully loaded, ready to go. And it's fine. I get some, I get some dirty looks from the, uh, some of the County boys around here when I open carry my, uh, AR pistol because they look at it and then they come up to me like, where's your form for? I was like, pistol, not rifle. It's a pistol ass hat. (laughs) (laughs) Get so shot just, in California. That's that's when you just uh oh hang on I have a permit. It just says I can do whatever I want. 
Oh, when I really want it, it just says one. get bent. Yeah, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. So, all right, here we got another one. We got another one out of um, Lowell, Michigan. Lowell, Michigan. Um, the Lowell police chief was forced to resign just days after a controversial Facebook post that supported young men who had armed themselves against potential protesters. Chief Stephen Bukala, or B-U-K-A-L-A, Bukala, whatever, was told to resign by 5 p.m. Thursday or he'd be fired at 5.01, according to documents obtained Friday by News 8. He resigned by email. Quote, I've decided to start my life outside of the Lola Police Department and my future looks bright. The Lola Police Department on its Facebook page had posted earlier this week about four men who armed themselves to patrol the city. Um... Quote, we at the Lowell Police Department support legally armed citizens and the Second Amendment, the chief wrote on the department's Facebook page. Nothing controversial about that, right? Mm-hmm. That lead to a flurry of comments between residents with the chief defending the right to open carry. It also led to city manager Michael Burns to order the chief to remove the sentence in support of the four men. On his personal Facebook page, the sheriff posted a photograph of the four armed men on Tuesday three days right after the Grand Rapids riot. He wrote, quote, So these fine young men called me today. They wanted to exercise their Second Amendment rights and walk down Main Street. They saw what happened in Grand Rapids. They said, It's not going to happen here. We have your backs. I thank them for letting me know they were in town and to call if they see something. The Lowell Police Department on Thursday apologized to on its Facebook page for what it called a, quote, ill-considered message posted by the Lola Police Department Facebook page we that defended or we that we then defended this message arguing uh, with residents or dismissing their concerns quote we must take this opportunity to listen and to learn so we can work together to defeat racism and build a more just and equitable society what the hell does that have to do with racism (laughs) what is what evil can evil couldn't make that leap <laughs> the city manager cited uh, cited Bukla for violating the city's policy, including quote conduct unbecoming of a police officer, and quote having... personnel personnel or personal should not allow or shall not allow personal feelings to influence their personal con or professional conduct. So he's actually upholding the fucking constitution. He's supposed the post quote inserted political and debatable issues into a departmental <laughs> notice which caused unneeded concerns by some of the city's residents. Your actions, your actions created an unnecessary negative portrayal of the city and some citizens' views. Fuck that. Wait a second. Were we just talking about this piece of paper? I mean, granted, none of us believe in this piece of paper anymore. But weren't we just talking about this? About this people guy, having the constitutional fucking I love, right I love to carry it. it? So just, just to put this, I mean to, to put this in perspective, right? Let's 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 kind of reduct you at absurd at absurdum this. Okay, uh, so there's okay, there's there there's the picture of the four kids. All fucking opie looking dudes with the, the, the former chief's caption. Yeah. No, nothing intimidating. Nothing so they, scary. Yeah. They showed up with guns 
stopped by, said, hey, FYI, we're here, they we're call, armed. But They called the police department okay. before, so. So they so they call and they say, "Hey, we're here, we're armed, but you know what? We're we're not we're not trying to cause trouble just uh-huh. in case anyone freaks yep. out. We want to let you know all we're doing is we're just trying to protect the businesses during the protests. That's all we're here for. We we're not here to do anything to anybody." And he goes, "Cool. All right. Awesome. You're just trying to protect the community. That's great." And says, "Hey, these fine young gentlemen showed up and protected the community. And that's controversial." <laughs> Because the organization, because according to the city administrator, the organization that has absolutely no responsibility to protect anything should be the only ones trying to protect things. Apparently, no one is allowed to protect anything ever. Period. Like, like that's what I'm gathering. And like, the only controversy, like, there's nothing controversy there. It's free, oh, four opie-looking kids with firearms wanting to protect their community, which is a beautiful thing, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, it doesn't matter whether they're black, brown, whatever. No, I don't care white, what they look like as green, long as they're orange, out there doing the right thing. Punk, rock, rainbow, I don't care. They called the police to let them know they were going to be out there just in case anybody freaked out. Obviously, nobody freaked out. Otherwise, that would be like the main point of the article. And they posted a picture saying, hey, thank you guys for defending the community. And then defended the law, which was open carry. And that was controversial enough for the city manager to demand his resignation. Yeah, because he said, well, I support the law. (laughs) And the city manager's like, well, I don't happen to like that law, so (laughs) therefore, I don't like your post. Like, to be perfectly honest, if I was that police chief, I would have let him fucking fire me. this, this, This is a bureaucrat firing an elected official. Yep. Just I'm just putting yep. that out there. Just consider that for a minute. Marinate on that idea. Oh, but your vote counts, don't worry. Yeah. Your right. actions create an unnecessary negative portrayal of the city in some citizens' view. Who, who the fuck cares? If I vote right. for the wrong thing as part of the city council, I create a negative <laughs> thing in some people's view. <laughs> Fuck them! <What>? Yeah. <laughs> Inserted political and debatable issues into a departmental notice which caused unneeded concern by some city's residents. I Why love... is it fucking debatable? <laughs> yeah, I love the, it's the not, debatable. It's not political or debatable. He said, hey, these guys were well within their rights, legal they rights, what they, they showed up, and I appreciate what they did because they were just helping. And that is debatable and concerning in some How? of these people's. I where where <laughs> find me what? a point somewhere in this that's fucking debatable, <laughs> and I would love to have a conversation about it. How dare you enjoy citizens willing to protect things? I what? <laughs> How dare you exercise your rights that? Shall it's not because fringe. it's because you know, but the, the reason for this is because that there's this such a rhetoric in this country the, the to chief... try and whip people into this frothy, impotent rage yep. about things like guns that they just lose their fucking minds. Yep. Last year, the chief was given the Medal of Valor for saving someone from drowning. 
and this year because he said, "Hey, these kids who did nothing wrong were great." Mm-hmm. He he's been he's been with back. he's been with the city since 1995, and he's been the chief since 2013. So he's been a cop for the city with the city for 25 years. years, and they've yeah. made him leave for doing his job for upholding his oath upholding his oath hey at least there was protest to his forced resignation so that did have this article posted today um there should be armed protests dozens of demonstrators um tread on those who tread on you Force resign. Let's see, oh, come on, stupid pop up ads. Not that I would ever, ever encourage anybody to, you know, build another, build a, a you know, armored bulldozer or something and and drive it down Main Street. I, I would never, ever encourage anybody to to, to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, would, no one should. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> But no Brandenburg, that, Brandenburg, but... v. Ohio says that <laughs> I don't think anyone should do that. But no, what I was saying, though, is like it should have been an armed protest just to make a point because like all these people are freaking out about the fact that these kids had guns. And I guarantee you that's what they objected to. So everyone should have protested armed. Absolutely. I think everybody who goes to a protest ought to be armed because there'd be a hell of a lot less tear gassing and rubber bullet shooting at the crowds. Oh, there'd be no rubber bullet shooting for sure. There might still be tear gassing, but no rubber bullet shooting. I guarantee you that. If it's an armed crowd, ain't nobody shooting rubber bullets at them. That's true. (laughs) If somebody's (laughs) going to open fire with anything, we know what they're opening fire with. It ain't rubber. Hashtag Kent State. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Those Those are unarmed students. They threw rocks. Okay, that's nice. And they threw rocks that hit them in their ballistic helmets. Oh no! Whatever shall we do? Yeah. Oh no! I got a bump on my helmet. (laughs) It scratched the paint. I'm mad. That rock hit that armored vehicle right behind me. It scared me, so I shot him. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, I could spend all day talking about the finer points of Kent State and having interviewed a couple of the uh, National Guardsmen who were there and who fired and talked to them years ago and what they said. And, oh, God, I I could just go on about that one and how it was absolutely unjustifiable murder. But well, I, I talked I actually was able to once upon a time talk to one of the protesters that was there. And they're like. Yeah, we threw rocks at them because they were all already pointing their guns at us. Yeah, with bayonets fixed, by the way. With bayonets fixed. So they're already pointing weapons at us, and we're like, we're going to get shot. So we started defending ourselves with with what we had, which was rocks. Well, I mean, it's a peaceful demonstration until they show. And that's what we're seeing now in Minneapolis and Chicago and and in Los Angeles and in all of these cities where all of these protests are happening. As long as the police don't show up to riot, no riot happens. That's right. It isn't until they show up. Look at La Crosse. We had a huge protest. I mean, we're not a huge city, right? Like we're no, a small town. Like most places. People that just did the last one. Yeah, and it was completely peaceful, with the exception of the mayor's wife. <laughs> but 
So, Jason, I don't know if you saw when I posted, but at our at our last protest here in town, the mayor's wife was maced in the face. Uh, and she was the instigator. And she was the, she instigator. Was the instigator. Yes. <laughs> she went nuts on some dude for driving too fast past the protesters and chased him down the street. Because like that. All right, fine. If you're 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 a bunch of people, you're protesting, you're marching in a car whips past you at even 25 miles an hour, which if you're standing still and it goes close by, does seem like a huge speed and it goes by you. All right, fine. I get going, hey, asshole, slow down and flipping him off and then moving on. But she didn't do that. No, no, no. She ran an entire block (laughs) up the street to ambush him at a red light, pounded on his hood and then scratched him through his open driver's side window after he said, if you don't back off, I'm going to mace you. And so when she scratches him, he proceeds to mace the shit out of her. <laughs> I love it. I and absolutely love it. Is, the best part is the LCPD said that it's been referred to the prosecutor's office for charges against her. <laughs> don't, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Exactly. She could have right. just walked away. I mean, the police were openly assisting the 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 protest to be safe for everybody involved in terms of like, they were blocking off roads and, and yeah. ahead of the protest and, and trying to do that. Right. They weren't trying to interfere with it. They didn't show up in riot gear or anything. And so it just stayed peaceful, but everywhere that they show up in riot gear and they show up with SWAT teams and they show up with armored cars. If you want to know who's there for a riot, look at who showed up dressed for a riot. And it's not the protesters. It's them. There have been several articles that have come out that are headlines like police rioted this week, police Mm -hmm. rioted over the weekend. And those are the properly written ones that point out that the people (laughs) who started going nuts and getting super violent, they were not the protesters. They were the police. Mm -hmm. I just saw an article there. It wasn't an article. It was a video the other day was there was a woman and two other people. I couldn't tell what what they were standing with her in the middle of a street 20 yards in front of them was a line of probably 30 cops full riot gear shields Mm -hmm. tear gas canisters the works and they ended up shooting her with a rubber bullet she was the they were the only ones there those three people were the only ones there but the police felt it necessary to disperse the crowd yeah, they did that here. They did that here in California, uh, down near LA, and they shot a um, a homeless a homeless guy in a wheelchair. I saw they that. Shot, they in shot the him face in the fuck in the fucking face with a rubber bullet. And there's and there's the another there's another the one. Um, and it was Santa. I was also here in California, and it was San Jose or Fresno or, or one of those in the South Bay area. But um, there's a guy. There's a guy, or no. She, are you talking one about the one where the guy gets shot in the face with the tear gas canister? No, no, no. there was there was a, another one where the, where the guy actually works with the police on on like race relations and whatnot. Like he's an intermediary. Oh yeah, and they beat him. They, he's, no, he's, yep. he's an intermediary between the minority people and and the police. Like he has the police chief on speed dial, and the police were were harassing this group of kids. Uh, Cause the kid had a skateboard or something like that. And the guy like came over and he was like, 
15 feet away and and trying to intervene but stay out of the situation and the police turned the 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 guns on him and shot him like several times and one of them hit him in the groin and actually ruptured one of his testicles and he had to have emergency surgery and they're not sure if he can have kids now what did i just say last week Last the last episode where I talked about the rubber bullets and what happens if you get hit in the fucking testicles. That's exactly what I said. It yeah, shatters not, them. They are not non-lethal. They're they're they're, they're less, less, lethal. less than lethal. And that's I, I had that conversation in depth with somebody who wasn't really a gun person or a military person the other day. I said, So what you need to realize with less than lethal and the reason why it's gone from non-lethal to less than lethal. Is that if you are firing something with sufficient mass at sufficient speed, it can kill somebody, even if the chances are low, that can occur. Mm-hmm. So lethal is lethal. Like if I'm firing a chunk of metal at 2,500 feet per second at you, uh-huh. I intend to kill you. That's a lethal round. <laughs> but when I'm shooting something that's, uh, they have those those rubber rings that they shoot out of shotguns. Yep. Um they have the the beanbags the that they bean shoot bags. out of shotguns. Which, they have which rubber they bullets. Use, which they use for bears. Just for, they use for, for, for predator control to scare yep. bears out of an area. Yeah, they're, the idea is that it hits you hard enough that it hurts and can break bones, but it isn't enough to outright kill you. The thing is, is it's not non-lethal. It's not safe. Uh-huh. Because if, video, I shoot yeah. you, shoot, if I shoot you close... I can still kill you even with a goddamn beanbag. Well, Johnny, like that, that, Johnny, Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville took a shot from a beanbag in Jackass. I don't know if you guys remember that video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And it fucked his shit up for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, there was that video. Yeah. I think it was in Salt Lake City the other day. Yeah, where shot they had blank. They had the guy pinned to the ground, and they shot him point blank in the back with a beanbag. With a beanbag. They are lethal at that range. Just because it's a less than lethal round doesn't mean it can't kill you. If you get hit directly in the eyeball by a rubber bullet, directly in the temple, um, if you get hit that, in the throat, if you... That happened to a alternative news reporter in the Dallas area. He got hit. Uh, that was and a it tear gas and canister. It, and, it, and it ruptured his eye. Yeah, and he, he, lost his, he lost his eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he he was literally there as press. So there's a lot of people, especially on the the bootlicking right, trying to justify. He was there as press. Yeah. And he was just covering it. He wasn't participating. The bootlicking right, the bootlicking right, the people say, oh, just obey the law, blah, 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 blah. And these are the same people that will, the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment is absolute, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then they're yeah. like, oh, it's okay if the police shoot a reporter <laughs> and commit a literal war crime. Yeah, the and that's the thing, is you got to remember, under the Geneva Convention, or as we always used to laugh, half-heartedly laugh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, Geneva suggestions. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> Hashtag ask I ran about depleted uranium. Yeah, exactly. It's We... You know, is it, I've pointed that out. Like our ROE, we would literally be in Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary if we did even half of the things that the police are doing. The mm-hmm. the the um, targeting of the press, targeting of medical personnel, misuse of helicopters labeled as medical. These are all actual listed war, war crimes. crimes. 
in the Geneva Convention that the United States signed and agreed to, which means that the United States will happily prosecute someone, a foreign soldier, for doing those things (laughs) and call them a war criminal. Meanwhile, the cops at home are doing it themselves. Even the police are getting encouraged to do it. Putin. Did you see Putin's? Oh, that was a beautiful. Oh, that was amazing. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. I loved it. All right. Um, (laughs) Like he's he's a psychopathic oligarch. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But occasionally, the man is just comedy gold, and he knows. (laughs) He knows when he sees that opportunity, he goes for it, and it's like, hey. You guys should really uh, respect the freedom of the press and to assemble, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. I I loved, did you see, I saw an article, I don't know how voracious it is, but something about, um, I want to say it was Iran, like, uh, threatened sanctions against the United States because of its failure to observe, like, human rights. (laughs) <laughs> in regards to the proud, like it was freaking great. I laughed so hard. I'm like, yes, <laughs> turnabout's fair play, bitches. Exactly. It wasn't. I mean, there are tweets that exist from Donald Trump saying like how horrible it is that Iran is attacking its protesters and its media, you know, and its reporters and AP reporters and stuff, and how awful this is and how wrong it is. And like, there are tweets. Even Tom Woods, the same guy who called for no quarter being given to the protesters. Like, yeah. and he's, he's a former military. He knows what no quarter means. This, it's not an exaggeration to say that he literally means kill them all. When he says no quarter, the same guy was the one who said that we should deploy the United States military to Hong Kong to protect the protesters because what was being done to them was a violation of human rights. Yeah. (sighs) And can we speak about just for a second about the use of tear gas? And uh, isn't there something about that in the Geneva convention as well about that being, uh, Illegal under the convention rules. Well, yes, hold on, hold that's on. A war crime before too. we get before we get, let's talk about the use of tear gas during a respiratory pandemic. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then all those doctors, all those doctors you brought up, that you do realize that this increases the chances significantly of transmission. Like, and and all the all the politicians are like. Businesses are still closed. Quarantine's still in effect. Social distancing is 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 still in effect, unless Let you're at go a protest. protest. No, yeah. no, you that can't. Racetrack. No, you can't cut hair. Go protest. But, yep, yeah. Go protest. So the racetrack. There's a racetrack <laughs> in North Carolina that, in response, uh-huh. decided that their first race of the season <laughs> was a peaceful protest. Was, was a peaceful against protest? oppression. And they so had, they were able to do it. They had two. They had. They had like, <laughs> had like 2000 people in the stands and some of the and some of them had signs and the governor lost his shit and threatened <laughs> threatened them and ordered the sheriff to close them down and then they had a race today with nobody in the stands <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that shit. I love that they're like, oh no, it's a peaceful pro. We're racing for justice. All right, is what we're doing. <laughs> so, All right, we got, we got, we got, 
we got one more article, and then we got another subject I want to tackle, and that one's going to be the long one. <sighs> we don't have any stripper stories this week. We broke our streak. I'm oh, sorry. Hang on, give me like, a second. We we could we could talk about um medical professionals out of the UK recommending wearing masks while having sex. But that's <laughs> that's not fun. All right. Yeah. So let's like let's let's t- let's Some talk. Are into that, so. Let's talk about how it should be done. Right. We talk about people's reaction. We talk about people losing their mind and and all this stuff. This is how it should have been done from the very beginning. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Andrew and I have talked about this quite a bit in the last two weeks or last week or so, but and then and then Dan and and I talked about it, and we literally all want to move to Coeur d'Alene now. But uh, okay, Um, quote: We don't want violence. That's the last. The last thing we want is violence. Self-proclaimed boogaloo boys among armed Idahoans at protest. Uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, protests throughout the week have been peaceful so far in Coeur d'Alene, but what's different is the amount of armed Idahoans who say they are protecting the city. In Coeur d'Alene, it seems that everyone is on the same page. Black Lives Matter protesters want their voice heard and change to happen. Armed Idahoans want their voice heard, as does the Coeur d'Alene Police Department, and they all want it done peacefully. But one group in particular stood out from the rest Monday night, and not just because of the colorful Hawaiian shirts, the so-called Boogaloo Boys. To listen, to listen to the self-identified member who spoke to Q, uh, KHQ on the condition that we don't use his name, the message was one of unity. Quote, I'm more than welcoming to BLM protest. I want their voice to be heard. I know that myself as a straight white male in the U.S., I know that I don't know what it's like to be a black male person or black female person i have no idea at all so i want their voices heard several men seen in cordelaine monday night all wearing hawaiian shirts all heavily armed the members we spoke with said that they were there to protect property and protesters out of their belief in freedom for all quote we're there in arms we were there in arms we can uh we can make us look a bit oh white supremacy racist but no we don't believe any person of color should be armed or we don't or we believe that any person of color should be armed to protect themselves. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about Las Vegas, which is completely bullshit and talks about Boogaloo and the definition and Boogaloo to electric Boogaloo, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about the Anti-Defamation League, which. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No, you uh, know, the funny thing is, is when you actually read those articles as a boog boy. When you read those articles and oh, knowing the memes and, and a lot of the meme jokes and, and the, the puns and plays on words that we do and stuff, seeing reporters who are neither boog people nor like meme oriented Internet people, nor even particularly in the realm of hip or with it in any way, shape mm-hmm. or form try to explain the different names that get used and watch (laughs) them struggle to explain why this is a thing. And it's just like, you, you really don't get it at all. You just, you can't wrap your head around it in any way, shape or form. And I think it's interesting and should be noted that 
it's such a complete struggle for so many people to even understand the point. Because mm-hmm. at lot, all, people people are so conditioned in this country to believe that the police defend our freedoms, they defend our rights, and all that good stuff. They're so conditioned to believe that the military fights for freedom. They're so conditioned to believe that without government, it would be absolute chaos. And it's literally because, and it's literally it. because the government has a 13-year, 15,000-hour mandatory indoctrination program that has been in effect for multiple generations now. Well, it isn't even just that. Look at how much the, the government infiltrates. There, there's government propaganda on your television. There's government propaganda in your movies. There's government propaganda in a bunch of your music, if you listen to country music in particular. There's government propaganda in newspapers. There's government propaganda in at sporting events. And there's the military flyovers and the the you know national anthem and saluting of the flag at NFL games and baseball games and all this, you know, and, and even like marathons at the beginning of marathons. And it's it's everywhere. It's constantly mm-hmm. inundating you. And what's really creepy is when you consider that the last time that anyone saw that level of nationalism infiltrating everything <laughs> was in Germany in the 1930s and 40s. <laughs> Yeah, you're saying there's a correlation there. I don't understand. Yeah, well, like my (laughs) message that apparently was only dubiously popular um, about D-Day, because remember D-Day, we're recording this on June seventh. D-Day was yesterday, back when anti-fascists were actually men. Yes, the fighting actual fascism. Yeah, when it's when they were fighting national socialism, and you know, and in the message I pointed out uh, when I posted posted on uh, Hootenanny Roundup as well that the reason why D-Day matters so much this year is because we, we are really, really seeing the rise of national socialism in the United States again in a very real, dramatic, recognizable, mm-hmm. and undeniable mm-hmm. way. We're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, that, just, they, they call it democratic socialism now. Well, not even just the democratic socialism, because the, de- the open democratic socialists, I think everyone agrees that they're very close to the Nazis. Uh-huh. But you're Unless seeing you it in, on, but you're seeing it on the political right. You're seeing it on the political left. You're seeing it everywhere. You're even seeing it infiltrate the Libertarian Party, which is a dumpster fire. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> you're even seeing that dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, it's, yep. a, it's a flaming fucking dumpster. But you're you're seeing it everywhere. Every political arm and and all over the place. You're seeing the rise of this. And it's really scary as a, being a historian for me to look at it and go, sweet Christ, it's happening again. Yeah. And all- we're, I'm watching it. I'm watching it happen. And it's almost a century later. Yeah. I, well, I mean, <laughs> I, all- but when you really look at it, in the U.S., I mean, this has been boiling and coming to the surface since, you know, I would make an argument since the 60s. But since, it's, the 50s. since the 50s. Literally since yeah. World War II ended, it, it right. started here. I mean, so it's really been, but it's been a slow boil 
here in the U.S. And it's finally starting to come to a rolling boil. And people don't even notice it because, like Jason said, of their 15,000-hour, 13-year indoctrination. Well, like, yeah, even even, even the, 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 so, the so-called opposition to socialism, right, which is conservatism, even conservatism has a huge basis among collectivism. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And and all Absolutely. those like like the the um the farm subsidies, the military contracts, all this like the these these have their base principles of, of socialism in them. Oh right? yeah, I mean, they're you, they're blatantly socialist. But don't like, ever point that out to conservatives. I'm not a socialist just because someone names it that, and I'm like no, just because someone names it something that isn't socialism doesn't make it not socialism. It's it's still right. socialism. <laughs> and what is what is taxation but a redistribution of wealth? Exactly. What is and and like I love pointing out and say going socialized police, socialized military, and they mm-hmm. oh watch their heads explode because immediately when they're like, that's not socialist really so. Is it a collective responsibility to pay for it? Are you collectively taking money and then collectively paying for something that you're arguing is collectively benefiting people? Do you understand where I'm going here? How this? But is, like, but who will, but who will build the roads, comrade? Yeah, exactly. It's we must we must support the most glorious people's revolutionary guards, comrade. It's just it's, it's the Democratic People's Republic of the United States. Yeah, and then you'll get. So like I, you know, and you'll get that and you'll get so much and it's, and it's important to remember your audience when you're arguing with somebody because point, because there is no major difference between national socialism and communism. In fact, Hitler devotes almost all of Mein Kampf to try and argue that the old, that, oh, but I mean, I realize that this looks just like their communism, but it's not, I promise. (laughs) Like, because it's only for Germans. And so it's different. It's only for Germans, but we're going to invade the rest of the world. Right, but but give this it to is you. the funny. But this is the funny thing. Well, that was because it was a vampire economy. Um, but this is the funny thing: is that what you see when you argue with conservatives? If you point out that it is socialism and it is communism, and you make you make it a point to compare them to the Soviet Union and communist China. Stay away from calling them Nazis, because if you compare them to Nazis, then they'll just dismiss you as libtard and pretend that that makes them win because they're a pigeon <laughs> shitting on the chessboard walking away. Right. So don't do that. Compare them to the <coughs> Soviet Union, because when you do that, it's way harder for them to wiggle out of. And usually what you'll realize their argument is, is, well, but it's different because it's for America. And it's just for Americans. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, is di- no, this is a, this is different because this is for the German people only. <laughs> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because it's the exact same argument that Hitler makes throughout my comp. And that's the same argument that you're making now <laughs> for why this is okay. It's the exact same argument. The horrifying thing is if I rewrote Mein Kampf and I changed Germany to America, you would agree with it, you psychopaths. <laughs> All right, let's 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 circle back around. Let's circle back around. Um how do we prevent that? Right? We prevent that through how? 
education is number one educating people Absolutely. doing exactly what i was just talking about pointing these things out mm-hmm. and getting them to recognize that cognitive dissonance and it might not work right away but you're planting seeds you know the the little you're seeds making them there. ask questions yeah, where they start to go, oh, hey. And if you're predicting things like, you know what you're going to see is because of this and this. Because I'm looking at it objectively, I know that it's going to wind up being this thing in a year. And this is going to happen. And that's going to happen. And you know what? They might not believe you today. They might not listen to you. But in a year, when exactly what you said was going to happen happens, they'll go, it's exactly what he said was going to happen. And you planted that seed of doubt and now it's growing. You know, it's, uh, I, I had this conversation. Actually, I have a friend that lives in St. Louis and she was hardcore, you know, on the, uh, I must stay home because of the Rona. And, um, (laughs) I was like, no, you got, you got to look at the broader picture. And I was, I kept, slowly trickling more and more doubt in more doubt in more doubt in and it took probably a good month and a half and then all of the news stories started coming out saying all of the things that i had been saying (laughs) to her for the last month and a half and she's like i'm starting to believe you good (laughs) yeah that's Mm. that's what that's what it is it's there's so many people Especially on on social media. Social media is really, really bad at it. There's so many people that when it comes to these issues and these discussions, it's it's pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. And they go they go all out 100%. And then if they don't get it in like three comments or three messages, then out come the ad hominems. Yeah. <sighs> God... It's frustrating. It's fr- like I had I had a conversation. Uh, I, I mentioned it before. I was talking to Christopher. I had a conversation on Instagram. Um, I, I made I made a post about police accountability on Instagram, and somebody reached out to me and asked me if I thought all the police all police were bastards. And we had we had a really good conversation about it. And it was calm and it was chill, and and I introduced her to somebody like she had no idea. She had no idea. She had never heard the the idea before. That police did not have a duty to protect people. And mm-hmm. and I, I mentioned it to her and I sent her and she asked for a link and I sent her I sent her two or three links about it. And then she asked about it, it, it totally blew her mind and she started talking about um oh what do we pay them for? Blah 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 and, and then we got to talking about victimless crime. She's uh, uh she has chronic medical problems and we still got to talking about the cannabis and how Yep. Police in 2018, they arrested someone for cannabis cannabis possession like once every 78 seconds or something like that, right? It was it was like and it's like 600 and something thousand people were, were arrested for cannabis, and most of them were arrested for simple possession, right? Yep, which is personal use. Yep. Yeah, and then we and then and then that led me, and then she talked about the money, and I was like, hey, you know, check this out, check out these rape kids <laughs> that are untested and collecting mold and. Like that really set her off, but uh, she messaged me back today and she's like, "Yeah, I talked about I entered I, I sent my boyfriend all those links and we were talking about it, and like we we looked up libertarianism, and I was like, "What? <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> it <Okay>. sure is. 
You go ahead and read. (laughs) Yeah. Difference between an honest libertarian and an anarchist is six months or less. Yeah, roughly. 18. 18 months? 18 months. I couldn't let go of the piece of paper, man. Uh, see, I I, eh. I I came I came from the militia movement. It was all about that piece of paper, and it was it was really hard for me to let go. Well, you know, to be fair, I I kind of side with Jason on whether six months or eighteen months, because I was hardcore in the libertarian column from like twenty twelve through, but it was I was in the same boat. It was you know that piece of paper. It was. You know, the Constitution was everything, and then I got to talking to you more, unfortunately, (laughs) Andrew. I literally literally had a copy of the Constitution hanging on my wall. Yeah. Yeah, like, that bad. And I've I've had a declaration of uh, Irish independence hanging on my wall for a long time, so. (laughs) And it's, and, like, I focused, you know, I always focused on the Bill of Rights and didn't give a shit about the rest of it. That is what it amounts to. Like I focused on the Bill of Rights. I didn't give a shit about the rest of it because I was like, no, I want I, I care about what's restricting what government can do and says what I get to do. And I don't care. And it didn't take a whole lot of push for me to realize that. At most, I, you know, at worst, I was a libertarian. And once I started getting into libertarianism very, very quickly, I started talking to anarchists and very quickly they made more sense. Because I was like, but logically, if government will always wind up overstepping its bounds, which it very clearly will, and logically, if less government and the less government you can get, the better, then zero government is best. Right. And that actually, you and I having that exact conversation (laughs) is what pushed me over the edge. See, that's why I I can convert people to anarchism much more easily when they're coming from a conservative background than when they're coming mm-hmm. from a leftist background, because leftists really well, it, religiously commit to this idea that government is needed because we need justice and government is apparently the only one who can deliver it. Well, yeah, and you guys, you guys both mm-hmm. also have a tool that I can't use and that's the veteran angle. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and that's, I think that's also why I wound up an anarchist so fast is because I mean, even unlike Chris, like, I've been in combat. I've seen how little rights matter to the government when push comes to shove and how easy it is to just go. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your rights and I don't give I, a shit about what the Geneva Convention says. And I don't give a shit about what any of this says when it, you're you can go at the end of the day, you can alleviate your conscience by saying, well, but it was because government said I needed to do this. It's not yeah. me. It's it's them. Mm-hmm. They're saying it. So so it's OK. It's I have that that protection. And it's so easy to do that. That I understand why a lot of cops, that's their justification. Well, I was just following orders. And I understand, you know, I, and again, this is not me endorsing that or saying that that's actually a moral argument or anything. But I'm saying that I understand mm-hmm from personal experience, why they have those thoughts, why even the SS and the Einstadts and and the Gestapo and things had those arguments at Nuremberg. I was just following orders because you defer all of your moral, personal moral agency over to the government. And so when the government's corrupt, you're corrupt. That's just the way it works. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to defer that and go, well, it's not my fault. And 
seeing that and having seen that in person, it's really easy. For, it was really easy for me to become an anarchist because it was it didn't take a lot for people to go, well, but they don't care about people's rights and they don't care about no matter what you try. It's not going to make a difference. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I've seen it. So, yeah, <laughs> it was I, really easy for me. I, I was yeah. one of those people like I was awful. Like it's I, and I'll compare it. And I don't give a shit what atheists have to say. You guys can eat my ass. I don't give a shit. Um, it's the same thing as what Paul points out when he talks about having converted, when he goes from Saul to Paul in the Bible, where he says, you know, I was the worst of sinners before I was saved. And he's talking about the fact that he literally persecuted Christians himself personally before he was converted. And it's the same thing for me with like anarchism, where I literally actually went after people who were just trying to live their lives and just wanted to be left alone and actually actively attempted to end their lives before I did, I became one of those people who just wants to live my life and wants to be left alone and, and became an anarchist. So I understand it far more in depth. Like it means it's a way more personal crusade for me because I'm also making up for all of the shit that I pulled on the government's behalf. Cause it was a lot of fucking shit. <laughs> So, so all right, on on that on that angle, since since you're ranting and your rants are some of my favorite, so I'm, I, I might be biased. But if you were on the line right now, boog, full kit in gear, rifle in hand, and you had the opportunity to talk to one of these police officers out there, what would you say? I'd tell them, look, biggest thing, and that's I see a lot of people, a lot of protesters doing. Look yourself in the mirror. Look at God, what I want. love. I fucking love that. Uh, during um, mm -hmm. the Oscar Grant riots here, here like it's like 2015, the protesters carried like these four foot long mirrors, and they yep. stood. They stood in front of the officers and showed the officers exactly what they fucking looked like. And a lot of the officers, you could see the pain on their faces. Yep. Yeah. Look at what you are consider what you have become and what you are. And is this really the way that you see yourself internally? Mm -hmm. Like, is this, do you believe that you're being heroic? Do you believe that you're honestly being someone who's helping anything that you're the, you're the best person to just enforce all of this and to do it? Cause look at what you are allowing your them to make you. And that's the big thing for me. That was the big thing for me. And that was the big thing that I think they should look at is look at what they made you into, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you let them turn you into. Mm -hmm. This is not who you are. This is not what you wanted to be. And this is what they're making you. They are making you into a monster and you are letting them do it. Yeah. Look at, uh, it was pointed out the other day and, and it, I went back and I watched the video and I and I saw it for myself. Look at the nonchalant attitude that Derek Chauvin has when he's kneeling on George Floyd's neck. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Not not a care in the world. Totally chill. No distress, no sweating, no change of facial features at all. Yep. He nope. literally could not care less that this man under his knee is suffering. Mm -hmm. And that, and that, in my opinion, is, is one of the most troubling aspects of this case. 
Oh yeah, and absolutely. It's, and that's that's a byproduct of the the militarization and having oh. a lot of guys the who warrior, served warrior, in combat the cop ethos. Yeah, the who, guys who served in combat coming back and training these cops because, like, I can remember a certain commanding general having told everyone before we went into a city, let the stray dogs feed on their corpses. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And that was the that was exactly the attitude that everybody had, and it carried forward. I mean, in Iraq, anyway, it carried forward forever from there where everyone had that attitude. No, you kill them. You watch them die slowly. You watch the dogs pick at their flesh before they're even dead. And you don't feel a damn thing because they're the enemy and they deserve it. Yeah. Us versus them. That's that's what it comes down to They're That's and, they're not public servants. You guys, they're absolutely and, not public servants. To, to answer your question, Jason, I actually did. Uh, I had the. Uh, good fortune i guess you could say to speak to a friend of mine who he's on my facebook page he knows how i feel about cops and everything um he was actually getting ready Uh, one of the larger cities was looking for other cops from other jurisdictions willing to volunteer to come and help spell some of their guys because they were working you know 16 hour days and blah 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 blah, and getting tired and burned out and they needed somebody to come and relieve them and so he was getting ready to go. And I'm like, dude, don't freaking do it. And he's like, why not? I said, you're going to regret it. I know your personality. You're going to regret it. And he said, no, they, they need help. It's, it's a bad situation. I said, dude, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out there right now and Google U.S. riot police in the city you're going to. And he did. And I said, okay, now I want you to go and look up what the riot police look like in Hong Kong, in China, mm-hmm. in Russia, in pick a country that we always aspire and say they're evil, we're good. I want you to do a apples to apples comparison and tell me that what you're doing is righteous and just by putting on that gear and standing the line. And he did that. And he called he, while I was talking to him, he called them and said he wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. Good. I yeah, made him it's... look at what he was going to become if he went down there. Oh yeah, and and... I've done that. Um, I did that uh, with the the protests here right now with with a few people who are talking about you know going and helping out and stuff that I know. And I sent them a picture, and and I it's a carefully selected picture where where it actually is is not really indicated of all of these protesters running and and there's tear gas being fired and there's all sorts of riot police and everything else. And I was like, you're telling me that this is okay, that this is completely acceptable. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm like, interesting. You know who did? Donald Trump, because it's from Iran. And I posted the entire post mm-hmm. and with that quote about, you know, how Iran is tyrannical and wrong for doing this and blah, 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 from Donald Trump from Twitter, because he's a huge Trump supporter. <laughs> And I posted it and I, and I sent it to him and I'm like, you know, like, look, you, you, you guys are looking at going up there. I'm like, you just agreed with what Iran is doing because you thought it was here. How does yep. it how is it magically OK here? You know, in your soul, you know that this is wrong. And like when I was doing what I was doing, I knew that it was wrong. Just inherently, I was aware that's why you try and cover some of that stuff up. That's why you don't talk about it. That's why you get 
PTSD and why you get a lot of these psychological problems from it is because you know that it's wrong, yep. that you shouldn't be doing it, and you did it anyway, and knowing full well that this is not okay, and you do it, and, like, it chews you up forever, and it never stops chewing you up. And, like, I... I always try to point that out to people right before they go do that stuff, you know, and if, if I could talk to a cop before he goes to be on the right line, like talk about, dude, this, if you do these things, they will never go away. You mm -hmm. will never forget them. They will always be there. They will always be chewing at your brain constantly that you did this. And every moment of your life forever going forward, when you have a moment to yourself idly, it's going to come back. And it, especially when you're even a little bit stressed, that's when it gets the worst. Is you're just a little bit stressed and then you're on your own and all of that shit comes back and that's all you can think about is all of those terrible things that you did and they're just going to run through your mind. So don't do it and don't put yourself in the position in the first place to have that problem where you did something wrong. Just don't do it. Don't go. Don't participate in that because you know that you shouldn't be. Just don't. And then that way it never, it never has to eat at you. You never have to have that problem. And I made, I've made that argument to guys that are, I've talked to so many guys in like the national guard too, that are like, mm -hmm. you know, they're nearing the end of their enlistment and they want to like let it expire so that they can enlist in an active duty unit. Cause Oh, I want to see action. Like you did, dude, you do not want <laughs> to see action. Like I did. No, nope. you don't no. trust me. You don't. No. I have, uh, I've literally pled with tears in my eyes with guys that I cared about to not go because I don't want to see them destroyed. And I'm like, you don't understand what this really is. You don't understand what you're really going to go do and what you're really doing. And you need to wake up before you make a decision that you yep. can't. There's... I, uh, I hate to say it. I, I really I hate that this exists, but there's a reason Red 22 exists. Right, twenty twenty two veterans a day commit suicide. There's a reason for that, and it's yep. not mm -hmm. because it's not because they're overly joyed and happy about their deployment. Yeah, and no. it's not just because the VA abandons everybody when they come back. No. And it's it's not just because they're not getting the same benefits. It's not just because you miss that brotherhood. No matter how much people want to try and make it that, because deep down, every one of us knows why. We all know why it's because oh. you're racked with guilt forever it, and not just survivor's guilt. And people love to pretend that it's just survivor's guilt. It's not just that, although that plays a part. It's also guilt over what you personally did. No one else did it. And it's weird because after you do it and you look back on it and you think about it, it's like it's almost like it's somebody else who did it. It wasn't you. It was somebody else like you were just watching as you did these things and just couldn't stop it. But you could have stopped it. You were you were a person. You had personal moral agency. You could have not done it, but you did it anyway, didn't you? And it's really hard to face. It's really, really hard to face. And there is no way you are ever going to get enough psychological counseling to actually undo that amount of guilt once no. you do it. Like these cops who are killing civilians. I mean, there's that the the dude who murdered uh, what's his face uh, in the who was crying and begging him not to kill him. 
has PTSD. Um, yeah, fill up. Uh, what's what's his face? Killed Daniel Shaver. Daniel yeah. Shaver. Yep. Yeah, the guy yeah. who killed Daniel Shaver is, has PTSD. And you know what? With as much as I don't think he should be getting any kind of disability pay for it, I guarantee you he does have PTSD. Because it never goes away. The fact that he did it, he will replay in his head mm-hmm. that poor man begging him not to kill him and him killing him anyway will replay in his head every single day until he dies. Because sometimes justice Mm -hmm. takes the form of your own psychological issues. Yeah, Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. Uh, The only thing I would add to it is, uh, and it's not even my story, it's my dad's story uh, from Vietnam. Where and he, this is the only story he ever personally told me about his time in service, uh, or in theater, I should say. Uh, was he? Uh, they were out on patrol, standard patrol, and uh, a little girl was carrying a basket, probably eight nine years old, was carrying a basket and walking towards their vehicle, and she was ordered to stop, ordered to stop, ordered to stop, and. The closest person to her was my dad, and he ended up having to shoot this little girl because she was carrying a basket that they were worried had some kind of an explosive in it. And I know that that ate at my father until the day he died in 2003. I know for a fact it did because he only talked about it one time, and he was extremely intoxicated at the time that he told the story. And wine pours out truth. Yep. And it was just seeing the look. I'm, I mean, I had never at that up to that point, I had never once seen my father physically racked with pain. And this was at the point at this point in time, he, he was, you know, stage four cancer. So he was in pain 24 hours, physical pain, 24 hours a day. But the emotional pain of re recanting or recounting that story to those gathered was more than anything cancer could have ever done to him. And that was how many years after it happened? At least uh, he was in theater 72. So it would have been, that would have been probably at least 30 years or right around 30 years. So 30 years later and it's still, is that painful for him to remember something that he did on behalf of the state? Yep. Yep. All right. We're coming on time. We got a little philosophical there. One, <laughs> of, the, one, one of the best Andrew rants we've had in a while. <laughs> yeah, I have that tendency. <laughs> Sorry. You know what we never did at the beginning of the show? What's that? We actually never did a public patch check. No. Oh, patch check on the quick one. What do you got? You got the. I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it, but you got the yeah. the veneer. I got a. Uh, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I gonna. My boogaloo shark. I was I was gonna wear this one, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> I fig I figured that one will be a good one to wear out in public. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, oh, on that man. note, this has been episode 95, and we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Peace. Later. <laughs>